Welcome to TAD Talks, the source for information, news, and best practices for career and workforce professionals. Taking the mystery out of career development for you and your customers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of TAD Talks. Hey everybody, this is Tressa. And this is Aaron, Director of Training and Development for Tad Grants. And wow, that was very official of you tonight. Yeah, no, I'm feeling official. We're uh, <laughs> sitting in a hotel room, home away from home in Ocala, Florida. Is that correct? Did I say that correct? It is. It is Ocala and not Ocala. Right. Which, yeah, yeah, from being, I had to get that clarified right away. But yeah, we are. We are, yeah, home away from home because our last name is Hilton. Hilton. Yeah. Aaron Hilton. Sometimes it's just Hampton. (laughs) It just depends on the day. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, we've actually had an awesome time here. I feel like we've been out here teaching business services since Monday and this group has been really fantastic. So the week's been pretty dang great, I think for for me anyways. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, no, for sure. I think we say often in our trainings when it's like this, getting paid for what we do is almost seems like not work. You know, we have to be away from our homes and our family. But we come here and we work with people who are eager and dedicated and professionals. And it really feels good that we can share best practices with business services. And it's going to lead us really into what we're going to talk about today in a moment. But it is very nice to be here and to to share the week with the people in Central Florida. I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, I think one of the things that's, that's so interesting is there are some basic skill sets that each one of us needs, regardless of role, responsibility, whether you're in Florida, whether you're in California, Michigan, Texas, you know, New Hampshire, it doesn't matter where you are. There are some basic skills that we need to practice, <laughs> which we don't think we do a lot of the time, but we do. And one of those biggest skills and the things that we talk about in everything that we do, especially business services, is, is really listening to the customer's need and the key word there being listening. And that's what our topic is going to be today. So there's there's going to be a couple of objectives, I think, for us. One is understanding how to become a better listener. I think we believe we're good listeners. Huh? <laughs> right. Exactly. What'd you say? Yeah. Um, yeah. Get, off, get off your phone, right? Yeah. Get off your phone. I know you weren't listening. So yeah, I mean, you know, there is an intentional way to become a better listener. Even if you're a great listener, you can become better at it. And the second thing that we want to talk about is how does becoming a better listener serve you and serve your customer better? Because it's, it's again, it's a fundamental skill that everybody believes they have. And there's varying degrees of expertise in that particular skill. So today our topic is all about how do we become better listeners and how does that benefit us as professionals? And more importantly, how does that benefit our customers through the active and, and better listening? So you probably have an idea of what you think about when you think about being a good quality listener, somebody who's truly not just hearing, but absorbing the information that somebody's saying. And what would you say maybe like your top three strategies for becoming a better listener would be if it's something that our listeners want to improve upon? Yeah. You know what? I think first of all, uh, the world is so busy and we lead such busy lives. It's not a skill and I'll call it a skill that Mm -hmm. is something that if you don't purposely work on 
you don't get better at it. And actually, with all the distractions, it's probably something that we get worse at. And so the top three tips that I would give, number one is, and I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to you because we walk the same earth as everybody who's listening, is quieting ourselves, being active in the idea that we have to quiet ourselves. So the active listening part is not something physically we do but it's putting aside distractions in our own mind. It's not thinking about how to solve their problem or fix what it is they're saying. Or for some of us, honestly, it's just what I call a squirrel mind. (laughs) You know, all of a sudden someone walks by the door and you're like, hey, what's that? Or, oh, look at that. Or it's just a lot of distractions. It is. It's the distraction piece, like your email dings while you're in the middle of a conversation. And you might pretend to still be listening, but secretly your eyes have shifted. You're secretly reading the content of the email because you're trying to determine at that point, I think, unfortunately, and even unconsciously, what's going to take priority in this moment. Is it the email? Is it important information versus what this person's saying? So I agree. I think managing distractions is probably the biggest key to becoming the listener that you always wanted to be, right? I mean, especially with the day and age of technology, my goodness, your phone goes off. You're always accessible. You're how often are you present with another human being where something isn't in your way or causing that distraction? So I agree with you 100%. I think there's some physicality to it, but it is clearing your mind and making yourself present and available by eliminating distractions. So if you were to say, how do you clear distractions or how do you come to a place where you're intentionally removing distractions? Because I think we do have to be intentional about this. Top three things, right? You said the first thing is, is we're removing distractions and kind of Uh, becoming clear and present with people. But how do you remove those distractions when we're in a busy hustle bustle life? I mean, things, you know, we're snapped too, right? We got to be accessible. So how do you do that and still feel like you're maybe performing your job duties well? Well, I think first of all, you just have to recognize the distractions that exist. Not only the ones that are in your mind. So for example, you sit and you, you're dealing with a business customer or a job seeker customer or your coworker, and they're saying something and you're actively trying to solve the problem because helpers like to solve. <laughs> and so one is becoming aware that you need to suppress the desire within yourself to formulate responses and answers and mm-hmm. solutions, even though in itself, it's probably why you're hired. But ultimately, we're not listening anymore. We're just coming up with solutions. And that is the start of it. I think that is one of the major ways that I know for myself I'm distracted and a lot of helpers find that to be true. We talked about this also a second way to manage those distractions. And this is in the physical realm. I mean, we got to put our phones up, maybe turn off our monitors on our computer screens. Mm -hmm. The physical distractions that happen around us, we have to set the environment in such a way that it is conducive for us to pay attention. And so a lot of us, we think, oh, we silence our phone and we might set it on our desk or flip it upside down, but it's still maybe buzzing or lighting up and we're getting notifications. Well, if that draws the attention of ourselves or even our customers, at that point, the distraction that it causes causes flat out is there. And it's not a criticism, but those who have smartwatches, they're buzzing, they're lighting up. I know, I know because I have a smart, well, I don't know how smart the watch is and I'm not going to name names, but there's a specific brand where I'm not sure it's that smart, but here's what it is. It's a super expensive calorie tracker at this point. 
So it not, it's not a Fitbit, by the way, just right. FYI. I mean, that's a that's a name brand that we are not going to encroach upon their particular copy rights. Right, right, right. So yeah, no TM there. Um, but here's but here's what he's say. I agree, because even when we were training, I have a little dog that needs medicine on a regular basis. Her name is Baby Biggles, and she's a Boston. Everybody loves her because she's amazing. But she has medicine. Well, I forget to turn off. I have these daily alarms set. And today and yesterday, because I forget to turn them off when we're traveling, my, my phone doesn't bug. But as I'm in the middle of a presentation, it kicks off on my watch. And so I get like this, uh, they call them haptics, apparently. Mm -hmm. This is the term, I guess. It's like not hashtag, but haptics. Wow, that's too bad. Yeah, it's a whole thing. And so it will Uh, buzz my wrist and then I have to manually dismiss it from my watch. So it's the same thing. Smart watches, smartphones, turning it upside down. These are all things that happen. And, And again, I think that there's a couple things that we've talked about. So the first thing is becoming a aware of the fact that one, you want to become a better listener and two, there are ways to eliminate some of these distractions. The second thing is physically eliminating the distractions and creating an environment that's conducive to actively listening and being engaged with another person without kind of always having your left eye kind of on something else while you're half listening to the person in front of you, right? So becoming like making a conscious decision to become present. And then the third thing, and I don't know about you, but I think this goes along with the physicality of it, which is really thinking about, are you engaged with that person in a way that creates a situation where you're making that proper eye contact? For me, and this is just me personally, when I'm making eye contact with somebody, I tend to listen better. Again, if I'm distracted with my screen or, you know, my iPhone or my watch or the computer screen, if I'm not looking at you, chances are, and this is just a little hot tip for you all out there. If I'm ever not looking at you, I'm probably not listening to you, yeah, right? Sure. You know, <laughs> and I know some of you out there are working with populations that direct eye contact is not looked at in a way that is favorable and that's okay. We're not talking about the exact eye contact into eye contact. We're saying from a listener standpoint to be present with somebody enough and when it's appropriate that you're attentive with your eyes you you don't Mm -hmm. have eyes that are distracted or lazy you know you you get someone looking at you and they're they didn't blink for 10 seconds (laughs) it's the thousand yard stare right i I hear noise but nothing's getting absorbed right right? right. you're just kind of doing that you ever do that zone do you ever have that happen where you just zone out you know the zone off Uh, where you're looking every time you talk That's so sweet of you to say. No, no, that's great. That was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. No, this is what I have to deal with. This is my life, basically. You You see how I'm treated? This is my life. Well, here's here's why I'm a little bit bitter, everyone. Uh, I'll share with our (laughs) listeners. You know, I I told a a joke that a dear friend of mine (laughs) shared with me. Really? And, you know, I'll just leave it up to you. I'm just going to throw it out there. Wait, was it really a dear friend? I think that was an exaggeration. So this joke, and I'm right in the middle and everybody is ready to laugh and enjoy the day. But Tressa's just not going to let it happen sometimes when I tell my my brand of humor. And so I set the stage. (laughs) Tressa and I are (laughs) coming back one of our long trips and um, I happen to spot a, a cow in the field. And I know the answer to this, but I'm like, Tressa, why is that cow wearing a bell? You know, she just looked at me and she's like, what, what is that? And I said, you know why, Tressa? And I, and I had to think about it for a second. And it makes sense to me. And cows wear bells because their horns don't work. That's right. <laughs> 
No. Take that in for a moment. Yeah. This is why you shouldn't be allowed. (laughs) This is, I apologize to our listeners because it just, the setup is just so wrong. And then the joke is so corny. So good. Okay. There's dad jokes, which is where you are. Yeah. Yeah. This is a question that I really have. So there's dad jokes, which is kind of bottom of the barrel, like corny humor. Is there a step above? And if so, what is that called? Well, you know what here? here, Here's what I'm going (laughs) to guarantee you and the listeners right Mm -hmm. now is that our next podcast, Uh I'm going to take it one step above the dad jokes. Okay. So. All right. So is once. But here's the question. Is one step above dad joke a mom joke? No, or is it a grandpa joke? You're going to know because, okay. I, and I want to leave it a you're little bit of a mystery. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The moral of even the cow story, which. <laughs> There's no moral no, in that story. No, not really at all. <laughs> it's not a story. The truth is though, with honestly what Tressa said about our, our third item is being present with our posture, our facial expressions, our eye contact when appropriate is also what will help us to be engaged in that conversation and help us to listen is to make sure we use our skill of reflection. So. So mm-hmm. we're really focused on understanding and creating meaning between those we're interacting with. We're going to reflect. And again, a reminder to everybody, the art of reflection is repeating back what you hear, trying to parrot or mimic the content along with the feeling so you really can truly understand what the person has said. And it's not a robotic act. It's not one that's done to belittle or demean. It's there because we're trying to make understanding of what we're hearing. And when we truly listen, it allows us to truly reflect back what we hear. And so I think that is really Mm -hmm. uh, with our posture and our reflection skills, that is the three areas And listen, I was going to say this before, but it is a discipline. It's not something we wish and hopefully, oh, I hope I'm better. No, no, no. It's a daily practice. And it's the ability to catch ourselves and to refocus. It's our ability to eliminate distractions and refocus. It's our ability to stay present with somebody and not fix every problem that we hear up front, but to reflect so we truly can be connected with the person we're listening with. Yeah, I think that what you said there, Dan, is is really what resonates with me is if what you're trying to do is connect with your customer or connect with your partner or connect with uh, your boss or connect whoever that is, right? If you're striving for meaningful connection, there are very specific things. One is be aware aware of the fact that you need to consciously and intentionally try and listen. The environment we live in today is not conducive to listening. We are distracted by a million things. The second thing is eliminate those distractions and become aware of what those distractions are so you can slowly eliminate them one by one. You don't have to do it overnight. The third one is this physical presence of if I'm physically more present then I am mentally more present and and making sure that all of your body language is expressing to the other person. Person that And I think the fourth one, what we've seen at least when we've been traveling around and, and kind of teaching these concepts is reflection does not come naturally to us because we don't practice it. We, we practice it with children. I notice this even like with your kids, because you've got a couple younger kids and a couple older. I don't do this with the older kids, yeah, but yeah. no, because they think I was bizarre probably. But the younger ones like they will, hey, Tressa, this, 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 and they'll give me and it's like, oh, yeah. And what I do is I reflect back. They'll say, oh, I, I went to school and you know, whatever. I ate peanut butter and jelly. Oh, you went to school and ate peanut butter and jelly. That's awesome. They're like, yep, I sure did. And that was reflect. So you said something and I, I'm letting you know, one, that I heard you correctly. And two, you're letting me know that, yep, 
you understand me. Because what we're really trying to do through the act of active listening and reflection is gain understanding. And and through that understanding, I think you get a better connection with like a one-on-one connection. You build a better relationship. I think the other person appreciates it. Now, uh, we've had some feedback from some of our recent (laughs) students who said, yeah, I went home and I started to reflect. And I think what one gal uh, in our last, one of our last classes goes, yeah. And I was reflecting because you told us to go home and practice. And my husband thought I was crazy because, and I said, why? Because it was probably the first time he thought you heard him in like yeah, 20 years. And she goes, sure. no, it's true. He literally went, wait, you're listening to me. for <laughs> right. So we were cracking up about it, right. but yeah. So right. at first it may be for awkward sure. and uncomfortable, but trust me, once they realize that you're truly engaged in the process and that you're, no, what that says is I am truly interested in what you were saying. And again, this can be applied personal, professional. We stick to professional. But when a job seeker or a business customer is sharing information with you, don't focus on your agenda. Keep your mind clear. Keep your environment clear. Rid your distractions. Remain physically and mentally present. It is a choice to be a good active listener. It is. And you can choose it and you're not going to be perfect because I'm not perfect. Lord knows Aaron is not perfect. Well, you squirrel out all the time. Today, especially. Yeah, you were very squirreled. He was like, squirrel i don't oh, know rocky fire today you were like rocky fire. the squirrel from you should have been in training today boy you no. know learn oh man yeah there was a whole chicken salad situation yeah. that happened at one point that's right we'll, we'll save that for another podcast but I, I okay so i have a question if you were gonna say best meal of 2019 that you had or would it be in the first oh 19 yeah it was last oh year gosh, yeah because we're only in february we just got through the monday yeah. of all months which was oh, january because january is like 12 years long right the monday of all months but we are in february but i am curious best meal of 2019 where what would you say it was and where would you say it was and there is only one right answer no pressure that wasn't that our, was last year that wasn't our vegas year. no no that was no 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 <laughs> So you know what? On I just there were so many good meals. I really enjoy not only the food that's prepared, but I really love good service. Mm-hmm. And um, we received a lot of good service throughout the U.S. as we were fortunate enough to be able to travel. I can say one very memorable meal. There's two of them that come to mind. One is in Savannah, Georgia. Um, oh yes, I know what you're talking about. I don't about. remember and the I, name of the place. Me but neither, which let is so terrible. Tell you right on the waterfront. Yeah, 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 the, that, yeah was that was good. Fantastic, and the service was wonderful, and that just makes such a huge difference. But probably the number one for sure would be. A meal we caught. Oh my gosh, that's right. That okay. was really good. Uh, we caught some fish and we got it. wasn't it cooked, fish. Uh, it was blackfin tuna. tuna. And we got yeah. it cooked up for us and that was fantastic. That and, was. and what made that remarkable is the fact that we did catch it, of course, and that it was prepared for us fresh mm-hmm. and definitely lays a memory. How about you? I mean, what, what comes to mind? <clears throat> well, here's the thing. The only response I was expecting was like, oh my gosh, when you smoked brisket. So we had brisket nachos, but that's well, cool. No, I, no, I, I was going to mention that. You only said that, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 that's okay. It's it's fine. There was really only one right answer. You failed. You chose poorly. <laughs> so, um, no, I agree. Hands down, hands down last year, the family vacation to Key West, Blackfin Tuna, we caught it. It was not, for me, the experience was, seasickness is not fun, by the way, but I did my part. I caught, I helped to catch by chumming the waters, mm, but yeah. it doesn't matter we, I agree. If you're ever down in Key West, get on a charter boat, 
go get yourself some blackfin and go get it uh, prepped up by somebody local there, whatever your choice is. We're not endorsing anybody. We get no sponsorship. So we're not trying to like endorse anybody. But I agree. Anything fresh caught is is amazing. And I think more importantly, anything that you can do with the people that mean something to you is always going to taste a hundred times better, even if it was spam out of a can. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Like for me, that, it's that the experience, right? It is the experience. And, and I think, I think that one of the things that we always want to encourage anybody who listens to this podcast, which by the way, the hits that we do get in the listen, we're pretty sure it's just our family at this point. But here's the thing. If, if you're just our family, it's okay. Um, the one thing that we always encourage people to do is this, no matter what it is that you're doing, do it a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, for sure. do it in a way that brings you joy and sparks that passion in you. And maybe active listening is your jam. And if it is, help somebody else be a better listener. And if you are struggling with listening or you, you know, it resonates with you that like, gosh, I only half listen most of the time, <laughs> then commit to yourself that each day you are going to at least make a conscious effort to eliminate distractions, change your environment, be cognizant of the fact that it is a skill that needs to be practiced. And I think that's just it. It's like, always striving to do better. And that's what we want for anybody. I mean, even if they're not involved in a training of ours, you know, I mean, hopefully you're listening to this podcast, but if you're not listening to the podcast, just make a conscious decision to improve. Yep. Because if you don't do that, if you think, oh, I'm well and wonderful, I don't need that. I'm an active listener. I'm good to go. Then there is no room for improvement. And what that means is like, if you're not improving, are you getting worse? And that's really the question for you. So we encourage you guys all out there to always strive to be better, do better, listen more so you can gain better understanding, build better connections with those people that you serve. And as always, we are super grateful for anybody out there listening beyond our family. <laughs> yeah, well, we're grateful for them too, but you know what? Yeah, well, the family too. But I mean, your mom is probably only the only person that's listening to our podcast at this I don't point, know right? about that. You don't, you don't think so? No, my cat, maybe. That's true. My you put it on for her yeah. on repeat. Yeah. Yeah, Julia. She she's amazing. Tired. It's because she's a dog cat. That's why she's amazeball. <laughs> she yeah, is, yeah, she's great. She's great. Yeah, for sure. But hey, everyone, we're coming at you again next month. Yep. Work hard, be the best you can be, and make a difference in your sphere of this planet. All right. We'll talk to you soon.